Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch, and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast on the Weird Network, where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. It's Monster Monday, when Tom and I briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster, the octopus. That was a clip from 1955's It Came From Beneath the Sea, where a giant octopus takes down the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Well, happy Labor Day, everyone, and thing. And on this day, we here in the U.S. pay tribute to the contributions and achievements of American workers. In the late 1800s, according to the History Channel, at the height of the Industrial Revolution, the average American worked 12-hour days and 7-day weeks in order to eke out a basic living. People of all ages, and I mean all ages because even kids were working, um, particularly the very poor and recent immigrants, often faced extremely unsafe working conditions with insufficient access to fresh air, sanitary facilities, and breaks. As industrialization grew and conditions worsened, or just didn't change for the better, more and more labor unions were formed, which resulted in more and more strikes and rallies to protest the injustices against the worker. So today is the workers' holiday, and we think back to those harder times during the Industrial Revolution, and in honor of that, Tom and I thought it would be appropriate to do a Monster Monday on the octopus. Now, to explain, <laughs> steampunk, as defined by Wikipedia, is a retro-futuristic subgenre of science fiction or science fantasy that incorporates technology and aesthetic designs inspired by 19th century industrial steam-powered machinery. So maybe this is a little bit of a stretch, but uh, according to an article I found on steampunkavenue.com, um, this thing's called Six Reasons Why the Octopus is the Mascot of Steampunk. Um, and we're going to put a link to this article in the show notes so you can check it out. But according to that, it says octopuses are to steampunk what dragons are to fantasy. And since steampunk is about industrializations, consider then the octopus to also be the mascot of Labor Day. So basically what we're here to say is, at Jack-O-Lantern Press, the octopus is indeed Labor Day's Santa Claus. So from now on, whenever it's Labor Day, you have to just know that the octopus is going to come on out and uh, bring gifts to all the uh, good kids uh, yeah. and uh, you know, <laughs> monsters and boys and girls. So well, not anyway, only that, yeah. that you know, this day should be one of those days where when we're done here, and and we go over all the things about octopuses that. Uh, uh, well, I don't even know if that's how you say it, but uh, maybe it's octopi. I don't know. No, um, I did look that up. I was even yeah, it was, it's yeah, octop. It is octopuses because I thought I think it's octopi, but no, it is octopuses. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean on, on on this day, uh, 
people should be celebrating with watching like a movie, which I'm sure that you'll, uh, or movies that have to do with octopus or, or even, yeah. even a video game, uh, for that matter. Yeah. I'd look forward to hear what, uh, hearing what you come up with. And, uh, yeah, I do have some uh, movies, but we'll get into that later. Um, but are you ready to get into some history? Yep. All right. Uh, well, without further ado, let's dig in. So, Wikipedia calls the octopus a soft-bodied, eight-limbed mollusk of the order Octopoda. There are around 300 species recognized, they say. And uh, it says octopuses appear in mythology as sea monsters like the Kraken of Norway, which you and I were talking about earlier today on the phone, um, how, you know, some people think of the Kraken as an octopus. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but oh, they also appear in mythology as uh, Ak- Akarokamu of the A- Anu, whatever that is. If you look up octopus in Wikipedia, you can see all this stuff. Um, and then probably the Gorgon of ancient Greece, which is interesting. I don't know how a Gorgon is an octopus, but that's what it says. Um, a battle with an octopus appears in Victor Hugo's book, Toilers of the Sea, inspiring other such works such as Ian Fleming's Octopussy. Octopuses appear in Japanese erotic art, Shunga. Um, and of course, there are plenty of other things with octopuses, but those were kind of a few things uh, that, that came up on the Wikipedia page. Now, according to an article on the Library of Con- Congress site, evidence found in fossils from the Cambrian period, which is about 500 million years ago, indicates that octopuses have been around for a long time, since around then. Although it originally had a shell... The octopus lost it during the late Jurassic period, which was about 140 million years ago. Um, According to the Library of Congress site, it says that the octopus lives in all seven seas in the human world. And as far as the monster world goes, we'll get to that later on in the show. Now, going back to that website that I was talking about a little earlier, steampunkavenue.com and their piece, Six Reasons Why the Octopus is the Mascot for Steampunk. Um, there, here are the six things I'm going to try and go through these quickly and then we'll get on to your stuff, Tom. Uh, one, it's undeniable that Jules Verne's classic science fiction novel, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea from 1870 has influenced the steampunk movement. It tells the story of Captain Nemo and his, his advanced submarine, the Nautilus, During its journey, the Nautilus encountered several giant octopuses that Captain Nemo and his crew fought. Steampunk's fascination with octopuses probably originated from there. Uh, By the way, octopuses are not the same as squids, so if you're looking at the movie 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and you're thinking of that squid, um, they are different. Um, Octopuses live in dens on the sea floor, while squids live in the the open oceans. Um, Some other differences are what they eat, how they eat, how they look, the way they reproduce, their lifespan, and their social structure. So yeah, they're definitely different, but kind of in the same, uh, it's the same type of monster. All right, number two on this list. The movement of an octopus is powered by water, not unlike a steam vehicle. 
When an octopus needs a burst of speed to capture prey or escape predators, it fills its muscular cavity with water and then quickly expels the water through a siphon. This is called jet propulsion. It makes octopuses and other cephalopods that, that also use jet propulsion the fastest marine invertebrates. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Number three. Steampunk is about invention and creation, and octopuses are among the most inventive living creatures. For instance, octopuses have been observed collecting discarded coconut shells that they use to create a mobile shelter. Number four. Kulalu, the fictional monster created by H.P. Lovecraft, and Lovecraft did pronounce it Kulalu, a lot of people say pronounce it a different way, but that's how it how it's pronounced. Um, but it was heavily inspired by octopuses. So Kalalu first appeared in the 1928 short story they, "The Call of Kalalu," in which he is described as a chimera of an octopus and a dragon. While Kalalu is not steampunk, there are several steampunk Kalalu crossovers. Number five. In the 19th century, the octopus was a symbol of the railroad and the Industrial Revolution, which are central to the steampunk culture. Railroad companies, with their sprawling networks similar to tentacles, were seen as monsters attempting to take over the farmers' lands. That's the reason, 150 years ago, the Southern Pacific Railroad called the octopus by its de- was called the octopus by its detractors. And finally, number six, octopuses sort of look steampunkish with their large round head and their weirdly shaped eyes. Octopuses look like they're wearing steampunk goggles and a helmet all the time. Moreover, with their long pipe-like tentacles, their bodies are reminiscent of steam machines. So not totally a history. There's kind of just some interesting stuff about how they relate to or how they're the the steampunk mascot and why i'm pushing for octopuses to be the labor day mascot the santa claus of labor day so that's it that's what i got the octopus yeah so to to kind of go into a little bit more on some of the the things about an octopus before we get into the powers and abilities uh i just wanted to touch on like their lifespan is about two to fifteen years uh, they're a carnivore. Uh, it says their diet is crabs, which is interesting. Their litter size is 80 eggs. Like, that's insane. Oh, wow. Um, they said some of the largest breeds uh, are the giant Pacific octopus be- coming in at 16 feet wide. I mean, that's huge. Uh, so it's just interesting on some of the, the other little characteristics. Um that they had for the sort of the physiology of it. Um, But I wanted to get into some of the the powers and abilities. And this was kind of tough, but there was a a thing on powerlisting.fandom.com. Of course, I'm going to go to the fandom website as Nightmare365 uh, said on their um, Monster Monday that they tried to do... Um, but yeah, I use fandom all off. the time, gentlemen. And the, the uh, Monster Monday episode that they ripped off. Yeah, they they ripped off our Monday, our Monster Monday. But 
you know, I do use Fandom, and that's because Fandom is a great website. And so on here, I looked up cephalopod physiology, and it's kind of neat because they they had some some stuff on here that I think uh, was good. Like they have different types of applications here. So they say, you know, aquatic adaptation, bioluminescence, uh, bloodlessness, boneless body, camouflage, elasticity, enhanced agility, enhanced bite, enhanced vision, uh, invisibility awareness, ink generation, jet propulsion, as you uh, stated earlier, limb regeneration, uh, oh, wow. obviously multiple arms. You, so if you cut the dang thing off, it'll grow back. That's fully grow back. Yeah. Wow. Pressure resistance, because obviously they can probably handle a slew of pressure as they swim, you know, uh, down under the sea there, and speed in swimming. Uh, so, you know, I mean, obviously, an octopus, if you, you know, want to kill it, you you probably just shoot it, you know, and, and it's dead. It's not like it has any super abilities or anything like that. But if you want to actually get into more of, like, the super abilities when it comes to, uh, you know, an octopus, you, you you can go into Dr. Octopus, which was made by Marvel, and uh, you could start grabbing some of his, his uh, abilities and whatnot. So I don't know if you're aware of Dr. Octopus, but his real name is Otto Octavius. Oh, um, yeah. He was published by Marvel, creators Stan Lee and Steve uh, Ditko. It's, he's male, he's a human. Uh, he actually appears in 2,125 issues. Uh, but his Dang. powers are agility, claws, danger sense, gadgets, implants, intellect, leadership, power item, power suit, um, psychic, radar sense, stamina, super speed, super strength, telep- uh, let's see, technopathy, not sure what the heck that is. Unarmed combat, wall clinger, web slinger, and wind bursts. Um, I just thought that was kind of neat. They had they had a, a bunch of stuff in there about about uh, Doctor Octopus there that I wanted to throw out there. But I found this other article, and we'll put this in the show notes. And it has eleven fun facts that prove octopuses are all kinds of astonishing. And there was some neat stuff in here. Um, they say, and I'm gonna, I'll just go through this real quick, but octopuses are widely considered to be the most intelligent of all invertebrates, or invertebrates. Um, second one, octopuses have three hearts and blue blood. Wait, that didn't was it say neat. there was no blood? Didn't it say it was bloodless in one of those things? Or maybe well, it's bloodless like... in the in the cephalopod. I don't I don't actually it just says it has blue blood. Huh. It said bloodlessness. And three hearts? Three hearts. It says two hearts Damn, serve that's... to move bl- move blood past the gills, while the third pumps blood through the rest of the body. Oh, here's what oh, I was that's saying earlier. Number three, saying octopi is incorrect. It's it's basically octopuses. Um, they aren't called tentacles. They're called arms. 
So people refer to them all the times as tentacles, but they're not they're not called tentacles, they're arms. Um, each arm has a mind of its own. It says some two-thirds of the octopus's neurons reside in its arms, meaning that they can react to stimuli and function at a fairly high level on their own, even when severed from the body. So they'll still function if they're not even attached to the body. And then another neat little thing here, because we've done an episode on Houdini. It says if Houdini were an animal, it's safe to say he would have been an octopus. Because then they show in this article... <laughs> They show a an octopus sitting inside of a jar uh, and basically opening up the cap of the jar, pushing it off, and then getting out of the jar like is insane. Uh, number seven, octopuses are considered erotic in Japanese culture, which that's interesting. Uh, their camouflage abilities are out of this world. It says, for ocean predators, octopuses are some of the most difficult prey to spot. Their skin changes color and pattern to blend in with their surroundings. Even when you find yourself looking directly at an octopus, chances are you won't realize it. Let's see what else they got here. I wonder if octopuses attack humans. Like if you were in the water. Honestly, you know, I have no idea if they do or not. I wonder if they're deadly. Let me just do a quick search. Octopus well, there's another article humans. that I want to... I want to. Um, we're gonna throw in the show notes. It's on PBS.org, and this was neat. It was a uh, octopus legends and urban myths, and it goes into talking about, uh, you know what, what octopuses are, and then goes into the whole legend about the cra- the kraken, how it was a sca- Scandinavian folklore. And maybe I'll read that. It says perhaps the most famous myth- mythical representation of the octopus is the kraken. It's a legendary giant cephalopod-like sea monster originating from Scandinavian folklore. According to the Norse sagas, the kraken dwells off coasts of Norway and Greenland and terrorizes the nearby sailors. Authors over the years have postulated that the legend may have originated from sightings of giant squids that may grow to 13 to 15 meters or 40 to 50 feet in length. The sheer size and fearsome appearance attributed to the Kraken has made it a common ocean-dwelling monster in various fictional works. Even seen in the recently, as recently as 2006 in the Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Throughout the centuries, the Kraken is also the staple of sailor superstitions and mythos. They huh. call him an escape artist. Which is, they go into some, some big things about being an escape artist. And then villains and how there's a representation in the movie industry of all these villains so like for instance obviously Jules Jules Verne's uh 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea you got uh Disney's Little Mermaid um where you have Ursula as the sea witch which she oh yeah I forgot she was in yeah she was kind of like an octopus yeah yep you had you know obviously Dr. Otto Octavius or Dr. Octopus um, you know, in the Marvel Spider-Man series is where that actually came in. Um, let's see what else they have here. It says, oh, even the aliens, we were just talking about this, but even the aliens in the Simpsons uh, had an octopus Oh, the Regalians. Form. 
Yeah, which we were going to do we gotta a Monster do, Monday on. Yeah, we got to do those guys. We were going to do those guys a while back, and then we were like, this is going to be a bigger episode. But yeah, we should just do a, do a Monster Monday on those guys because they're awesome. Well, and, and then the other thing too, just to, even though we, we talk about a lot about Halloween horror monster type stuff being, you know, ferocious and everything else, and a lot of the times a lot of our monsters are ferocious, but it's interesting because some cultures actually... Uh, think octopuses are like a divine sort of creature and and in this article it says octopuses have not always been associated with fear in fact in many cultures from south america to the pacific northwest to the polynesian islands octopuses were traditionally revered as divine protectors and spiritual guides there are some traditional beliefs that octopuses controlled the weather and have the power to heal the sick and it basically goes into a whole bunch of other stuff about this. It's a good article. Like I said, it's the PBS one. We'll throw it in the show notes. I thought it was neat, uh, a neat read. Um, yeah, that, it, it, here's here's something I found about octopus attacks on a uh, January 12, 2016 CNET article. It says, some octopuses have venom that can even be fatal to humans, but attacks are rare. In fact, octopus wrestling was actually a sport in decades past, although it's since been outlawed in places where it was popular, like Washington <laughs> State. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I can't believe people would actually okay. even attempt. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wonder like what the stranglehold on, on those suckers are. Hey, do you yeah. remember when we, we went to Marine World that one time? And... Uh, that guy that mom was dating, Joe, he somehow like talked you into going into that pool with all those like, there were like fish. Oh no, and... there were stingrays. Yeah, it freaks Sting- me out. Were there any little octopuses in there? I, I don't have, remember. Honestly, I have no idea because I was so freaked out of that damn stingray because it came around and wrapped itself around my my leg and I freaked out and got out. I mean, hell, I was like seven years old or something. I don't even like every. He's like, oh come on, someone's got to go in, and I, I think it cost a decent amount of money, so only one person was gonna go, and somehow you got nominated. And somehow yeah, I don't you know agreed. how I got nominated for that. I mean, I think I was. I looked at it, and, and I was always fascinated with, with the ocean. So I, you know, I wanted to check it out. But I mean, as soon as I got up there, and they're like putting you in the wetsuit, I, I still can't even believe that they actually would allow that small of a kid in the tank to begin with. I mean, with. I'm like, sure it was all weird. safe. There's there's no way that the stingrays were poisonous. I can't oh, imagine. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they didn't have the stinger thing. on. I, I think they had detached it, but I, I have no idea. I don't remember really that much other than me freaking out when we were getting in. I mean, I was freaking out about it. But one other thing I wanted to throw in the show notes here um amazon was kind of neat if you look at the link that i sent you mike and we'll put this in the show notes if you type steampunk dash octopus in an amazon search there are a ton of neat little collectible figurines sculptures and these are like really steampunky there's a steampunk submarine versus octopus trinket box statue there's oh yeah these I like those cyborg guys. infantry decorator stash jewelry boxes I mean these things look like they're straight out of twenty thousand leagues under the sea uh, on the Nautilus uh, where oh yeah there's Nemo a clock 
that little diving bell clock with the octopus around it. That's really cool. 63 bucks. Yeah. I mean, these but things are expensive, cool. but they're really neat. Uh, I, I mm. did, well, and if you even scroll down a little bit more, they have uh, even some uh, some face mask kits that you could wear for the whole COVID thing. Uh, that are sea, squid sea octopus steampunk mermaid vintage print that you could put on there and make your stuff. Oh. They got glasses uh, with handles, mirrors. I mean, they, they have a boatload of stuff on here that I, I did the search and just click on that and you'll see all kinds of neat stuff on there. The other thing that I found that we'll put in the show notes is, is a book by Jules Verne that I have that dad got me. It's leather-bound classic and obviously has one of the the stories that we're talking about here called 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. But it also has all four of Jules Verne uh, novels. So they have Five Weeks in a Balloon, A Journey to the Center of the Earth, obviously 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and then Around the World in 80 Days. And, you know, when we started talking about doing the octopus, I grabbed this book and I was like, you know what? I'm going to read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea because I've never actually read the story. I've just watched the movie. So I'm going to read yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't read it either. And I'll probably read some of his other work because Jules Verne, I mean, his writing reminds me a lot of Sherlock Holmes, you know, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, which is one of my favorite authors. And their writing is very similar, uh, obviously, probably because of the time. I mean, it's both in the 1800s, but... You know, I, it's just crazy to me that their writing is so intricate, I think. They they just wrote differently, kind of like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, if you read any of the Sherlock Holmes stuff. I mean, his his stuff is, is really intricate, too. It's not like it is nowadays. Um, you, you got to keep a dictionary by your, by your side there with some of the words that are in here, because they're definitely complicated. But so far, uh, you know, I started reading it. I'm, I'm well into into the book and it's great and don't get me wrong the movie is fantastic um but this book i have a feeling is is going to be really neat because i think they had to obviously you know get rid of a lot of the the main details and stuff in there um to make the movie shorter i'm sure but the book you know usually is always better but that's all I had for, you know, the things that I was I was talking about, powers and abilities, and then just some of the other fun facts and different things that I had found. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got. Cool. All right. Well, for movies, uh, I love to recommend Friends movies. So I'm going to start with our friend Jack Perez's 2009 movie, Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus. Um, then going back a little further, in 1955, there was It Came From Beneath the Sea, which is, uh, we played that clip at the beginning of the show from that movie. Uh, 1977's Tentacles, which is from American International Pictures, released on Blu-ray by Shout Factory. So, uh, so yeah, that's one to check out. The only problem is that Blu-ray looks like it's not, they're not making them anymore, so the price is just ridiculous. But if you can locate that, um, you know, that's a classic. Uh, in 2000, you have Octopus. Then in 2002, or sorry, 2001, you had Octopus 2, River of Fear. So those are just a couple little octopus movies to check out. 
And uh, and then, of course, you have uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, although that movie, I don't remember octopus attacks. I just remember the giant squid at the end. So, But I may have to yeah, watch but it you got to remember, too... Yeah, you got to remember too that the the uh, the Nautilus wasn't that supposed supposedly kind of representing the top part of an octopus, like the the yeah. head. I mean, yeah. it, it kind of was. It wasn't, but it kind of was. Um, and I think that that was what he wanted to represent. I'm not a hundred percent on that. So you know, if people want to correct us, you know, let us know. Um, but I, it looked more like an octopus than it would like a squid uh as far as the nautilus went yeah um if you're in transylvania and you're looking for octopuses or octopi well although we found out it is octopuses but what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to charter a boat out to the blood sea um you'll be able to do that best from the piers in shadow city and to find the piers you're going to need to get our book, Transylvania Traveler, which is going to guide you to Transylvania if you're not already there, and it's going to help you navigate the monster universe. So head over to jacklanternpress.com, get the book, rate and review it on Amazon, um, and then while you're rating and you're reviewing, you might as well just go on uh, on your uh, podcast app and rate and review this show. Uh, anything else, Tom, before we call it a night? Yeah, one other thing that I did want to bring up, uh, but we touched on it in past podcasts uh, probably a couple of times, but I did want to bring it up just because we're talking about octopus, octopuses and then also, you know, the Kraken. Sea of Thieves, which is a, an Xbox game, PC game, and I think it's on a, a bunch of other platforms. Um, but the Sea of Thieves game has a Kraken in it. It also has a megalodon, uh, but in in regards to the kraken, the encounter is fun. You got the tentacles that wrap around your your pirate ship, and then you launch cannons at it to kill it. And really, to kill it, you gotta launch the cannons at each each arm, break the arm off of the pirate ship, and then keep going for its head. And eventually, you kill it. I have killed it in Sea of Thieves. It's a really fun encounter. It's it's even more fun when you're battling somebody else, you know, a, you know, a pirate battle, and then all of a sudden the kraken comes in, and you're trying to deal with not only killing the other people but killing the kraken at the same time it makes it more challenging. But Sea of Thieves is definitely a fun game. Check out our other podcasts. Uh, I'm, we we came in and and talked about that quite a bit on something yeah, that else. Yeah, was on I the megalodon. Remember. The Megalodon Was it the episode Megalodon episode? Yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. Pretty sure. So yeah, go back and check out the Megalodon podcast because we kind of touch a little bit more on that. But I did want to bring that up just to say that the Kraken is in that video game. I'm sure there's other video games that have things like that in there, but I wanted to throw that in. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this Monster Monday. For more about the monster universe and the monster revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. You can also call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. Also, let us know what monsters you dig and would like us to talk about. And if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and review. It's a big help for the podcast, and we'd greatly appreciate it. So thank you for joining us. Uh, Happy Labor Day, and we'll meet up again soon in the Pumpkin Patch.
Xbox 7. This is Tango Delta 9, or I spotted something. Xbox 7, this is Tango Delta 9, we spotted something. This could be it, people. Shark or squid? Octopus. Hard to say. They are both roughly the same size. <laughs> the image is fading. Tango Delta, reduce altitude immediately. Sir, we're flying at breakpoint altitude. Any lower could endanger the mission. Endanger the mission? You mean endanger yourself? But, sir... Get down there and get a proper beat on that beast or I'll have your wings, Colonel. Roger that. Would, would, would have him do the job that he's been paid to do. About time these flyboys earn their keep. Blackbird's ascending to elevation 650. Copy that. Ha! See? How low is that plane flying? About 100 feet off the deck. Close enough to get pictures. Pull up! What? Get him to pull up now! Last position. 